0: This is the episode number 18 of the Hypocritic Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing Ex Machina, a sci-fi thriller. But why don't we start with introductions of everyone? Um, dudes, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Steven. I'm Nick. And if you've been we listening are- for a bit, you, you know Steven's been co-hosting each episode with me as we go back and forth picking some of our favorite movies. Nick's a long-time buddy of ours, providing very insightful perspective. Oh yeah, very insightful and comedic. But career.
1: people, we are not real critics or experts. <clears throat> we just pretend to be. But like Trent said, we're just compadres with no credentials. You know, we we do not know what we're talking about, and we're going to give a lot of spoiler alerts. So just take this disclaimer, and knowing that, you should just you know go ahead and throw us five stars in a review because that's going to help us out, Nick. Tell the people how much that helps us.
2: Oh, man, it helps. And when I say it helps, it helps. Five stars, helps not four, crazy, not three. We're crazy talking five stars. Five. Five, stars. five stars. five stars. Five and a half. Five stars.
1: No, but we, we do uh, appreciate you listening. And this week is um, a decent pick by Trent.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, and we are still doing these episodes remotely due to the Rona. Due to the COVID-19,
1: which is unfortunately after that ended, um, there's been some uh, riots in some cities, ours particularly in Atlanta. Nick, I know there was rioting in your city Um, due to some, um, you know, just the politicalness of the um, death of George Floyd. And, you know, a lot of other incidents with officers and, you know, people getting killed. So attention is extremely high and uh, i think the corona definitely added a lot more attention to that you know people were already upset about everything and then you know that was kind of the um that was kind of the match in the and the and the thing of gas and uh now we're That's experiencing right. some crazy stuff nick i know you were sending some videos just right outside right outside your window of uh you know police yeah. and everything and you know, yeah, it it's crazy. wild
2: here, man. There's we're like three blocks from the capital, so um, yeah, they had like a curfew last night because of all the riots and you know businesses getting looted and uh, a bunch of riots. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's been a yeah, and an I should say year that this altogether. is um, man, 2020 can't get any crazier.
1: This is a can't Sunday, May 31st, the last day of May. So this sort of went on all weekend, which is pretty crazy. We just wanted to touch base with, on what was going with on everything with everything going that.
0: on. With everything going on with the with the corona, obviously it, it amplifies everything. It's getting a little yeah. bit, you know, more chaotic. But um but yeah, we're still doing these episodes remotely. We don't want to skimp on quality, but the last few episodes may not be quite as mixed as well, and uh due to th- being remote, so we apologize for that. But uh the film we're doing this week is the human centipede. I'm just kidding. It's Ex Machina. <laughs> I am just about
1: to say. So, Stephen, ex why don't you go ahead and... Ex Machina. Ex why don't machina you bring that
0: music in. in and let's get this popping. I guess let's chat about the what the movie was about. Just a little quick thing, you know? What do you guys... Do you guys want to yeah. ad-lib it or you want me to give the formal... Intro.
2: Do the formal. You get the formal. Do the formal.
0: Okay. So, Ex Machina tells the story of a programmer, Caleb Smith, who was invited by his employer, the ex- the eccentric billionaire Nathan Bateman, to administer the Turing test to an android with artificial intelligence, who is Ava. Um, so, there's three characters here: Caleb, Nathan, and Ava. They all kind of have like a biblical thing. Uh, so, there's Ava supposed to be Eve. Nathan's Biblical, Caleb's Biblical. So it's cool because there's a religious undertone in the movie. Uh, but that's that's how that the movie, cool. or what the movie's about. And it's really cool to me. Uh, I don't want you guys to quickly say yet what you think about it. But um, just kind of, you know, talk about the movie, I guess. We got, like you said, it's this guy that wins.
1: He He's a coder for this company. And he wins this trip to go for to the week of the CEO's house and the CEO introduces them to this, um, what he's really there for, which is to essentially, um, see if I guess, uh, to determine whether he can think this is a true AI depend like to, based on a uh, true consciousness. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy story where, you know, he, uh, he ends up getting caught up in all this, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to get too much. All into right, it, we we would, but, uh, we, we don't we don't
0: have to, but Nick, you go ahead. It's 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 got a lot of philosophy in it, and I thought you might like that.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, and and we can kind of dive into some of, like the themes and whatnot later. But um, yeah, I mean, Steven summarized it pretty well. I mean, this guy gets brought to this like crazy, hidden, um, isolated uh almost cabin this modern day cabin out in the woods and his goal is to basically study this like artificial intelligent uh being and come to the determination if it's conscious and um if it's like self-aware and basically he's putting him through this like test to see if um the ai is good enough for him to be able to think it's like basically a mirror image of a human or or Basically, has those uh, qualities that are human-like enough to to basically fool him that it's yeah. not not a human, and um, you know he ends up developing an attraction for the robot, and and uh, I won't spoil it too much. And there's there's a pretty crazy <clears throat> twist, crazy twist at the end that I really liked. But um, all in all, it was a solid movie. And uh, yeah, I'll get into my opinion, my uh, my official review later. But that's kind of a brief overview.
0: Okay, so. I like that. So the test is uh, named after Alan Turing, the Turing test. Uh, so the founder of Turing test uh, is an English computer scientist. He was a crypto analyst and a mathematician uh, and a theoretical biologist. So the guy also never thought that uh, or he thought that computers in the year 2000 would be able to pass this test. But no computer has been able to pass the Turing test as we know of yet. Um, Nathan's or not Nathan. Yeah. I think Nathan says that, or no, the director said that this movie should always feel like it's uh, within, you know, like this could happen in the future very soon. So like within 10 years, you know what I mean? Um, It's always like possible for this kind of thing to happen. Like Google could create this and I wouldn't Mm. be that surprised.
1: I don't know this. I think, um, I think virtual consciousness, um, It would be extremely, extremely hard to replicate. Absolutely, I mean, and what was in this movie uh, was depicted like that. But have you guys ever seen Westworld? Yes, I never got into Westworld. It was on HBO. I I just I. Not- but did you know the concept? There were all like, yeah. it was like an amusement park and you, you could go, it was an ext- a f- extremely futuristic amusement park and you would go and it was like an old Western world and you could go in there and um, you could like kill people and like, like go rob and do adventures and stuff like that. And anything goes because like, they're all, they're all robots, but they're very lifelike. they like, they, they look like people and they walk like people and they, mm-hmm they even like have sex with him and stuff like that like people go to do all these kind of crazy things that would be illegal in the real world but they can go and do at this um like at this this adult amusement park pretty much and then like people will fall in love with these people too in the same sin- situation and uh it's really weird i never saw it at all but this it reminded me like across from uh, Westworld and Black Mirror. Have you guys ever seen You Black know the Mirror? actor
0: in this is in Black Mirror, one of the actors, yeah, but is. before we get into all of that, let's do Stats and Facts. Stats and Facts.
1: Let's still have it as Stats, as stats, and, facts. stats and Facts. Stats and Facts. Stats and Facts.
0: Stats and Facts. Stats and Facts. Okay, so... So I wanted to start with it's rated R. Ooh, um, there's some nudity in it. Uh, I don't know. if You could Whew. kind. It was tasteful, but I don't know. It was it there was, was good. a lot of nudity, but it was like some not good sexual robot nudity. nudity. Some robot it was nudity. Like, yeah, robot That's, nudity. My <laughs> That's my Sci-fi favorite kind.
2: <laughs> Sci-fi thriller.
0: Sci-fi uh, thriller. Nick, you were just saying you might have some facts for us, you, but I might have. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple facts I could throw at you guys. Um, okay. So I was doing a, and, and apologies for looking down. I'm, I'm on my phone. I took a couple screenshots. Um, but yeah, I was checking out this website called Looper. And I'm not sure if you're going to jump into the meaning of the movie or why it's called what it is, Trent. Um, but uh, yeah, it's called, I didn't actually know it's pronounced Machina, like a Starbucks Frappuccino. But anyways. Neither did um, I.
1: Neither did
2: I. <laughs> It's nice. called ex machina. Trent thankfully,
1: uh, Trent thankfully corrected me before we got on air. It was like, say, say ex machina on air. <laughs> <I'm> like,
2: okay. <laughs> but ahead, anyways, but um, again. the term comes from, uh, I don't know if it's do or deuce. Um, yeah, but uh, it's, uh, the term is deuce ex machina, which means God from the machine. And they took out the deuce because it basically means a machine without a God. Um, and there's this whole biblical like element of the movie. And like Nathan, in a way, is kind of this God to the machines. Like he films everything. He yeah. watches everything. He basically controls their whole life. And it's almost like he's the like one pulling all the puppet, puppet strings. Um, but at the end, yep. she's basically independent and is able to, this is kind of a spoiler, but, um, at the end, she's basically able to escape, get out of the, you know, the lab that she's in, kill him. And, um, she's basically be able, able to take that self-control back. And it's like, she's a God, you know, she's a, um, a machine without a God. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, like symbolism about like mirrors in this movie. And, and I think Nathan actually explains it to Caleb at one point, there's like a reference of like Alice in Wonderland in the movie. Um, Through the looking glass, to like, looking through the glass or through the looking glass or whatever. Um, and apparently it's from the Alice in the Wonderland when she's, she steps through a mirror and and ends up in a world shaped like a giant chessboard. When she arrives, she's a pawn the lowest position of all. However, she learns to make it to the other side of the board and she becomes the queen. So it's kind of the symbolism of Ava starting as like, she steps through the mirror becomes, she starts as a pawn and ends up as a queen. Um, and there's some cool shots of like, um, the way that they shot it, like, I, I didn't pick up on this, but the whole movie basically focuses around Caleb as the human. And there's this idea of, like, the evolution of the machine, and it's, like, it's bound to happen, that machines are eventually going to, like, take over humanity. And Nathan talks about that, too, because when he's like, why did you make these machines? And he's just like, the technology's out there. It's going to happen. It's, you know, it's destiny, basically. It's it's the way of technology and way the way it's going to move Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah, there's just a lot of cool, uh, cool symbols about that. And, um, you know, towards the end of the movie, it's finally about Ava and the way that the movie is shot. It's like 90% of the movie is about Caleb and the human. And then eventually they, they kind of set the scene that Caleb died. Caleb is going to die. Nathan already died and the machine has taken over. And now the machine is independent. And the movie is about like the machine, like surviving in the real world um yeah so yeah i there's a lot of cool cool like little undertones mm. like that we uh yeah, let, so we let's vote. continue
1: with your stats and facts though trent but i do want to talk about remind me we have to talk about why she left him
2: in the end
1: let's okay I, i'll explain everything i read
2: a, i read up on that there's a lot we can talk about, i read about up that. Alex, on that
1: too but i still don't completely understand so um i keep forget- yeah. just go ahead with the rest of yours though trent
0: so we'll explain a lot of it later. I have uh I know Nick watched it in two different increments. I don't I think Steven just watched it and this was uh t- l- last night or two I watched it this nice. morning um straight and I was paying attention the whole time. Okay, good. So okay, this is perfect. We're going to have a great episode then. So it was a an hour oh, yeah. and 50 minutes. Uh came out in like it says released in 2015. Um there's some miss misinformation on imdb for it coming out in 2006 so let's get that fixed i think there Those was a different IMDb. i
1: don't think i think there was a different post about that but the main one that came up yeah that was uh you said 2015
0: yes yeah, so i also like to go off of the audience score for um rotten tomatoes because i think that really is like the people you know what i mean they gave it an 86 percent uh but what about regular so, rotten uh it was 92 percent regular rotten and, and uh, what was
1: the audience? I'm sorry,
0: 86. 86.
1: So the, the Rotten Tomatoes gave it a better better score than the audience.
0: 37 million in box office. Uh, they they budgeted 15 million for it. Don't, is that low? So that makes a profit of 22 million. But this is numbers. also in
1: 2015, Trent.
0: I and know. So and, like, and,
1: it, and it's a and it's 15 million dollar budget. I mean. Um, yeah I, Isn't that I, much? I forget some kind of bit it's not that much at all
0: no and and actually this is another stat or fact uh they won an academy award with the lowest amount of budget in this category, and it was um I think it was best visual effects
1: dude I was saying i was i i when I saw that it was a fifteen million budget, I was very impressed. I was like that looks like a sci fi crazy it's yeah. insane. It's like, which it's brings like, me, what was which Avatar? Me, I mean,
0: this brings me to my question uh, and I'll ask Nick, uh, what did you think of Ava as a robot? Did you think it was believable?
1: Yeah, because uh, it was a yes. human playing it.
2: Yes. And, 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 and just to answer the question about the budget too. I mean, think about it where for a sci-fi movie, like sci-fi movies typically have a ton of like action pack, like CGI type stuff or like crazy scenes. Like, that movie was very basic in the way it was shot. It was in a house. There yeah. wasn't a ton of there wasn't a ton of like bells and whistles about the that. Movie. Is a it was good about point. Like characters. There wasn't a bunch of action scenes other than kind of the ending. But I it thought out. it was
1: very beautifully done, and I guess it was like you said, centered around that entire building. That was it. Yeah. Um, there wasn't but too the answer, much you're... done, but I guess they must have put most of the budget in CGI and making it look incredible. I mean, it really yep. looked. I was so surprised. Because, you know, I mean, I've just heard of higher budget movies that that didn't impress me like that, you know? Right.
2: Well, like a yep. lot of, again, a lot of sci fi movies have more of just more action shots and shots of like spaceships and space and all that craziness. But, but uh, CGI where, is
1: extremely expensive. Right. But to true. answer your question, was she, be,
2: was she believable? Um, I thought she was. I mean, going into the movie, I was a little bit worried that it was just going to be like a classic. Um, oh
1: wait, did we lose Trent?
0: No, I'm still here. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. All right,
1: go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, I was worried going in that it was going to be a classic like he falls in love with the machine and it's just this, you know, it's just this super predictable story. Um, so when that's st- when the love story started coming in, I was a little bit apprehensive about it. Um, but the movie ended up playing out really, really well. And um, again, I think she was believable. Like she had, she was more um. I guess like more affectionate, and she seemed like more emotional uh, than like your typical robot. But um, yeah, she also had those like awkward elements of her where you could tell she still seemed like robotic, and she she wasn't able to pick up on all the little all the little communication things. Um, well, that's because one, clearly, she was
1: she was stored there, and she um. But she was played by a human, and she definitely gave this right. robotic tendency. So I think she did a good job. But yeah. uh, it is crazy. Go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say, clearly she she was believable because she, she was able to trick him into letting her out. So um,
0: yeah, but yeah, that's, I, that's I, I the thing. Nick. What
2: did you think, Trent? Did you think this? Nick, same? so
0: that's the thing. Um, they were both deceiving her, or they were both deceiving Caleb the entire time. Um, right. You don't know it, but you learn it. As you go through the movie, that first Nathan's deceiving him, saying he's going to give him a Turing test. Really, he's just testing him to see if Ava, his AI, can escape using mm. uh, Caleb. And then Ava's mm. um, Ava's trying to beat both of them, Caleb and Nathan. Uh, so she's deceiving Caleb while also deceiving Nathan in eventually letting um, her escape using yeah. Caleb. So the whole it's- thing is a mind fuck. Until you get to the end and you're like, oh, or if you research it, that's also
2: um, why I like movies
0: where you have to do a little research.
2: It's a cool triangle of like them, the three of them trying to like play this chess game and um, going back to the Alice in Wonderland chessboard like symbol. um, It is cool kind of how they're all trying to like trick each other and then seeing how it all plays out. And I really like the part towards the end where it's like you think you think Caleb has tricked him. Um, but then Nathan is the one who planted the camera and is listening in on their conversations the whole time. Because during the movie, Caleb and the robot are having conversations when they cut the power, thinking that he's not listening. But the whole time he was listening and he like planted mm-hmm. the secret camera. And then yep. Nathan thinks he has them. Cause he's like, ha, I planted the secret camera. And then Caleb's like, no, I tricked you. Cause I actually programmed the doors the night before when you were drunk and it's just yeah. <laughs> and then and then Ava gets the last laugh because she's like, Well, I tricked you, Caleb, because I made you fall in love with me. And I really like that theme of it too, where um he sits he sits them down when they're like having a drink and he's just like, These are the scenarios. She either genuinely loves you, she doesn't have the capacity to love you, or three, she's pretending to love you. And I think that really foreshadowed that, like, she was pretending to love you to manipulate the whole situation. Because he was like, she's a rat in a a cage. Like, the only thing that she can do is learn how to escape using her sexuality, you know, empathy, all these things. And he's like, if that's not true AI, I don't know what the fuck is. And that was like, oh, damn. Like, he played him like a fiddle. Um, I get into that. How do we we
1: feel about that guy? Because that guy specifically... Um, I didn't know how to feel about him. I know he was the douche and everything, but um, it seemed like he was right, and he was like, she's deceiving you when she's going to get out of here, and I'm sure he knew that they were both going to be stuck in there because you, they they died. Both of them died. I mean, they, they were stuck in well, there. Well, you don't know for sure. Out. Not to mention, when you do get out, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you're not going to be able to survive. That's why you got had to get choppered in. So I yep. feel like the, both of those guys got fucked, and I thought it was also weird that once the guy found out, he wasn't, like, more aggressive with him. I mean, once he knew that he had, like, done this shit the night before, he, like, punched him and just knocked yeah. him out. And then he just ran out. But I feel like I, – I don't know. I Maybe I wasn't clear on the whole motive of it, but – um. Well, I'll tell you even more. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. Explain
0: I'll that. tell you more as it goes. So I know all of the motives behind each of them, but first, I want to do the five for five. Oh, the
1: five for five to stay alive, Nick. Get going down. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Five for five. Five for
0: five to
1: stay alive, Trent. I know you're trying okay, to uh, knock it up. And see. I, think, I just
0: really hope it's um, a part of X Machina, and you know not. Let's see if Nick can else. do it with his five for five this week. He's gotten I what is it like two of the last three?
2: I think I've gotten no. I've gotten the, I've gotten three of the last three. Nick's three just three. good at
1: Halo and all that other little stuff, dude. <sighs> okay, he's just okay, good. you're right. No you're one right. beats him. Nick's and just he's good just at good.
0: Halo. Okay, so question number one. Ava's Ava's mind is made up of and uh Ava is the robot. Yep. A complex circuitry. B structured gel or C Molecular hardware. <sighs> mm, and and chill. I don't know if one of you wants to go first or one of you wants do to go again. second they, or how they, you want to do it, but
2: damn, what are the no cheating.
0: Again? complex circuitry structured gel molecular hardware
1: molecular hardware even though i think it's structured gel and what do go, you say
0: nick
2: i'm going to go structured gel
0: the answer is structured gel yes. well damn, done, it. Nick. damn it damn well it why done. did
1: i say molecular hardware instead of structured gel
0: he oh, says exactly. in it it's wetware, not hardware, um, but he does say structured gel and he does say it's not complex circuit, or he says it's not circuitry, at least. Hmm. Nathan, at Shit. least. That. Okay. Question Damn number it. two. I guess that
1: one.
0: Question number two. When Caleb meets Nathan for the first time, Nathan's hitting a punching bag. You guys probably remember that scene. What is yep. Caleb wearing? Um, Caleb, the answers are khakis and a polo. Nike's in a hat, New Balance is in a button down.
2: Really, Nike's trends. in a hat. So you
0: just saying he's in shoes and well, a hat? So, so Stephen, answer second because Nick didn't see this part probably for a while because he saw the second part more recently. Gosh. So, just when Kayla meets answers. Nathan for the first time, the answers are khakis and a polo, Nike's in a hat, or New Balance is in a button down.
2: So khaki's in a polo, as in just a short sleeve polo. I'm not giving you any other hints. You said but you said button down in the third one, but then polo in the first one. So those are like conflicting. Khaki
0: khaki's in a polo. It's like a, a non, button, polo. Down. A yeah, n- like a non- button down. Yeah, a non
1: button
2: down. Okay. Yeah. Um, or New Balance and a button down. Um. And what was the second? What was B? Nike's in a
0: hat. Just in Nike shoes and a hat, and he's completely naked. Uh, I'm around. going. I'm
2: going a the polo.
0: And Stephen, polo. you both go, Okay, it means you both don't know the answer. It's New Balance's and a button down. Jeez. So,
2: if it's gonna take, don't blame me for a button not down to stump me. Then by all means, Trent, I don't. Trent, I don't Trent, wait until next me. week. Hey, I don't
0: blame you. That's a hard question. But, Nick, I couldn't give you this week. You know, you had to miss one at least. Like, let's see. That's fair. Okay. Okay, next question. Question number three. This one gets philosophical. Um, Which philosophical topic gets explicitly discussed during session four between Ava and Caleb? And it's just a – this is a philosophical, like – I don't even know what the word is. Like a metaphor um it's between the two main characters ava and caleb ava the robot caleb the the guy who's getting te- testing her all right so a is mary in the black and white room b is allegory of the cave and c is the uncanny valley
1: what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <Say
0: it again. laughs>
1: these are hard questions R- repeat the question and then the answer is
0: Which philosophical topic gets explicitly discussed in the session between Ava and Caleb? Mary in the black and white room, allegory of the cave, the uncanny valley.
1: All right, say those slower, those answers. Say them slower and and, and
0: enunciate a little better. I can't, I just have to, I have Here, I'll I'll really break it down for you. Mary in the black and white room. Mary in the black
1: and white room.
0: Is A, that's answer A. Yes, okay. B is allegory of the cave. Allegory A. of
1: the cave and then C.
0: And C is the uncanny
1: valley. And these are philosophical these are Stephen, philosophical Do you want me to
0: Do you want me to spell these out as well? Uh, first of all
1: Nick, are, are, do you, you understand this? Do you understand this any more than I do right now? I,
2: I understand I understand the question. We both don't know it, but I want you to go first.
1: Ex- <laughs> explain the question because I want to know exactly what these three they're, uh, they're, answers they're are talking, referring
2: to. He's saying that him and the robot were talking about some sort of like philosophical concept when he was in the test. So it's room a philosoph-
1: These these three answers are philosophical concepts. Right. Exactly. I would go A.
0: Nick, hey, do you want me to say them um, again, or you got it?
2: one more time? Run through them one more time. Just quickly.
0: Mary in the black and white room. Allegory of the cave. The uncanny valley.
2: Um, I'm going to go. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh... I'm going to go uh, B.
0: Nick, that is. I know why you picked that answer, but it's. Steven got it right. Mary in the black and white room. I, I can give why. you more. That that, that that kind of rang with me, but I so had Nick, no idea what, what, it what it meant. What
2: was the concept of it though? Do you remember? Okay.
0: Yeah. So you guys took a little bit on the question. This Give me a second to explain all these because this is a little tangent. So Mary in the black and white room um, is the correct answer. And, and just imagine this concept with me, everybody real quick. Uh, there's a scientist whose specialist uh, subject is color. She knows everything about it, every possible effect it can have, but she lives in a a black and white room. Uh, She was born there, raised there, and then someday uh, they open the door and Mary walks out and she sees a blue sky. And in that moment, she learns something that all her studies couldn't tell her. She learns what it feels like to see color. The difference between a computer and the human mind, uh, the computer is Mary in the black and white room. The human is when she walks out. So there's a weird Mm -hmm. concept here (laughs) going on trying to explain why computers aren't really human. there's a lot of philosophical undertones in the movie. Well, that's cool Um,
2: because she has that moment where she walks out at the end too. And it's the first time that she sees like the world and they definitely like harped on that. It was similar to that other movie where I forget what it is, where she's, I think it's called the room where she's like, do you guys ever see the room where that daughter is like kept in that room? I won't get off track of that, but, um, but that's cool. I, I, again, I watched the so, first half a couple of days ago, so I probably missed that.
0: So the allegory of the cave is... Um, it goes into a whole thing. Okay, I'll just say it contains many forms of symbolism used to instruct the reader in the nature of perception. The cave represents superficial physical reality. It also represents ignorance as those in the cave live. <laughs> those in the cave live, accepting what they see at face value. Um, so Ava's shadow is shown at the end. You see her like like walking towards the intersection of all the people. Cause she, that's what she's really interested in is she's an AI. She's trying to understand human nature. So it shows a uh, shadow of her at the end when she killed, essentially killed Caleb and Nathan of her going up. And that's kind of a nod to the allegory of the cave. Um, <clears throat> there's a bunch of stuff in this. Plato came up with allegory of the cave. That's just another thing. There's a bunch of stuff I can go into, but let's just get to question number yeah. four. An original Jackson Pollock was featured in the real film. Real quick,
1: uh, real quick. We only have a few minutes left, right?
0: Yeah, yeah like but we got it. We'll be fine. So, so that's
1: fine if the video cuts off. Let's just continue. Let's let's go through with the um direct or let's go through with the regular 5 for 5 without okay, yeah. out, Even even if the zoom falls off. Go
0: go ahead. An original Jackson Pollock was featured in the film. Uh it's called Number 5 1948. So, in order to get this point, you guys are going to guess a number for what that painting sold for. And whoever's closest to the actual number gets the point.
1: Which painting? Say that one more time.
0: That painting on the wall. It's the painting on the wall in the movie. He's uh, Oh, Nathan's the, the one it. that they, they talk to?
1: They talk about? They comment. It's the big one. They
0: comment on it. Yeah, they comment he on it. He was that.
1: saying that, that um, I guess, artificial intelligence can make
0: art. Oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah. It gets into a whole okay. thing. I'll talk okay. Okay, so we're we're trying to guess how much that made exactly. So, Stephen, pick a number and what you think it sold for in 1948.
2: Wait, are you and not then, giving us numbers?
0: No, no. You both are guessing a number that you think it sold for and whoever's closest gets the point. Oh my god. <clears throat> oh, um and and what year is this? 1948? 1948 I, I kind of want Nick to go first on this one. What do you guys think? Mm.
2: All right, whatever. Steven just go for it. Just go for it if you got a number.
1: I I'm just trying to pff, 1948 what was the economy like? I just have
0: Well, no, no, idea. no don't even think about. So, it's so it sold for basically the same amount in 2006, so there's two numbers here averaging it. it's very close to each other. You'll be Whoever gets closer, we'll see.
1: I guess a hundred thousand. Nick.
2: I mean, I gotta play the strategy. A hundred thousand and one.
0: Is that what you're doing? Wow, Nick would do that. Is that what you actually think it is?
2: No, I know it's I think it's in the millions.
0: Okay, so Nick wins the point. Nick, go ahead and guess what you think it is.
2: I thought it was like over ten million or something, or somewhere in like the five to twenty million range. It
0: is one hundred and forty million.
2: Damn that painting!
0: Oh, wow. That painting in that ten thousand and
1: one. Nick use that crappy strategy because there's no <laughs> way it's going to be under. There's no way it's going to be under. It's just 10, Stephen, Have you ever,
0: oh, uh, Stephen? Have you ever watched The Price is Right, dude? No, yeah, on, I don't. <laughs> okay, clearly. All right. All right. Question number five. In it? Is that what they use? That's the strategy sneaky, they use, yeah. Sneaky bastard taking, a,
1: taking advantage of my unintelligence. <laughs> All
0: right, question Tom number Parker five. When Nathan when Nathan compares his uh, act to... Um, I'm sorry, we just lost video, but I can continue on. Uh, yeah, When Nathan compares his acts to that of Prometheus, to what mythological person does it refer? A, the giver of fire. Or B, the creator of life? Say that question A? one more time.
2: Yeah, repeat when
0: it Nathan compares When Nathan compares his acts to that of Prometheus, to what mythological person does it refer? The giver of fire, the creator of life. The creator of life?
2: Yeah, I'm going the creator okay, of life.
0: Okay, I got it. I got you both locked in. That would seem logical, but it's incorrect. It's the giver of fire, actually. So, Trent, did you I'm guys going see how so
1: hardcore on you, Nick? Next week, if um, <laughs> if you're doing the five for five, I want you to fucking slam it. I don't even care about my record at this point. I just want oh, Trent's record.
0: I had to, Nick, you couldn't, I, I've i been paying you too much money, okay? I can't let you
2: get oh, any and, and more and by 5 by the way, I've only got $5 from like Trust one me. of the three I've won. So Trust I me, think, I'm setting, I'm setting Nick, up the oh, Nick,
1: um, right now. Let me, let, me, let me explain something. We don't give people the $5. That, no, that's we just, do, um, actually.
0: Steven, Stephen, uh, I've been giving him the $5. I am paying. Oh, well, I maybe a, if
1: it wants to come out of Trent's bank account, it was just more of a joke to me. <laughs> and I i never turned I was like never like, hey, can you give me that five dollars because I won?
2: Steven's dropping seven <laughs> yeah, no, dollars said... on his card but doesn't have five dollars to pay for five for five. No, yes, yeah, Steven, no,
1: oh, I understand. Oh you no, I could I could easily pay the five dollars, but uh it was more of like a joke section and like uh yeah, we don't actually um <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Stephen, Stephen, hey, Stephen, I have been paying Nick, uh, so we are actually doing it. People listening to the pod, you will get money if you come on here and get a 5 for 5. Um, I uh, would like to say congratulations on not getting your 5 for 5 this week. Nick, I know that's a harsh one, but you've been just doing too well. Uh, well, hold on. Do,
1: do I get any 5 for 5 that is owed to me? What did you say, Steven? We need we need to check the records because I've been doing this for a while and I think that I'm I had a Trent on the hey, five. Oh no, five. I have numbers.
0: But
2: I have real, numbers. Real I quick, have numbers. Let's. I want to talk about that answer. So Trent, did you dive into why that is? I'm guessing the giver of fire means he like gave her the fire she needed to like get out. Like he was the the impetus of like right. Cr- you know. So I got it. I got for it for her. Let
0: me answer that for you. Nathan was probably thinking of – so Nathan Nathan is the man who stole fire from the heavens. I'm sorry. Prometheus is the man who stole fire from the heavens and taught people how to use it. So Mm. that's essentially Prometheus was punished by having a large flying beast eat his liver every morning in the myth. And Nathan being a drunkard – I don't know if you saw him. He was constantly drinking and that's a shot to his liver just like this myth – um, saying this beast was eating his liver. Trent, so how much there, research metaphors. did you do in this movie? I did a lot of research, your boy.
1: I have never research. heard. I have never heard this. Um, you're going into myths and you're studying the myths, dude. I'm to, going to cross-reference so you completely understand. <laughs> I I'm will admit. I paint. will admit. I think that Trent is um, more on top of the research game than I am myself. So kudos yeah, to you. That I'm that that for gives for a much better story for sure. I'm movie, on point. Like so let's do, series series. do uh, director let's cast. Move on. Yeah, director movie on movie cast. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Director on cast. All right, director in the cast. Nick say, director in the cast. The director is Garland, Alex Garland. So I was going to quickly say this. There was a whole separate extra element before the scene you see in the film regarding the Jackson Pollock. Um, Pollock recreated by someone else, a robot could if a robot could recreate it. And with different drips and different strokes, could that be as valid? Uh, And this gets into a conversation about consciousness, that if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. So Nathan has done this uh, multi-billionaire guy experiment where he bought a Jackson Pollock for $60 million and then he had it recreated using the original canvas from the Pollock estate and had them recreated down to a microscopic level and then he mixes them up and destroys one of them and he had no idea which was the original and which was the fake. That's the level of consciousness. Like he didn't want anybody to know what this, what it was, whether the Pollock was one or the other and that's like art. And, and he thinks I, – I guess he's saying that the Pollock is in there for conscious reasons, like consciousness reasons, of which are very deep and underlying, and it's part of the I, theme. and I have no idea. Steven has no idea. Nick, do you have any comments on that?
2: I'm kind of lost as well.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I don't, don't blame you all. You said a lot really fast, but can you just give your little what you think it is? Explanation?
0: So if it if – it, I think the, the part I take from that is if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, then it's right. a duck. Ava walks like a duck, quacks like a human. You know what right. I'm saying? So she's oh, a human, okay. I and I think that's what I took from all that. I probably should have just sum that up, but I wanted to give more context on the on the piece of art because it's cool. Let's go into Caleb, Nathan, and Ava, though. Do you guys have IMD pull, IMDb? Wait, up? wait, wait. Are we going right. to do um director? Nah, he did. He did one other movie. This was his debut movie. He did one other movie, which I don't he think had... looks good. So let's just. We should yeah. talk about he, him he... real
1: quick. We we should always respect, pay respects to the director.
0: Ugh. All right, go ahead. Just
1: real, just just even if it's quick, it is um.
0: Tell everybody it is
1: Alex Garland. Now he I'm did, just gonna um... plug some of his famous movies. He did Ex Machina or Ex Machina annihilation 28 days later never let me go oh he's the original screenplay writer in halo that's been announced
2: halo Ooh. we're
1: all we're all big halo fans he, uh, we're all big halo I, he fans.
2: did he did devs too which is a fairly popular show but yeah he's not a huge guy he doesn't have a ton he's he's he only an yeah
1: those are his only director credits is the um dave's annihilation and ex ex machina but damn ex machina i thought it was a good movie it was a great movie i thought it was a good movie whoa, so uh props whoa, whoa, to him whoa. we're not
2: doing our reviews yet uh yeah,
1: no, no but i can still yet. tell you how i feel we're not, we're not reviewing it but I, I can still tell you how i feel
0: well steven it's really his only movie Um, I was, uh, I was glad Trent stepped
1: out of the nineties and I was uh, really happy to see that I was actually surprised. In fact, I I was trying to watch it while. Cory and the baby were in the room, and they were just kind of making enough noise, and I couldn't really pay attention because this is the type of movie you like have to listen to every conversation because there's not a lot else going on. Like you have to very, you have to really pay attention to everything. Right. And I remember, I remember thinking in the beginning, I'm like, man, this movie looks like really lame. And then I had to, I just got it on my laptop, put headphones on this morning, and I like really watched it. Um, and and really paid attention to the dialogue. And I think that's what you have to do in this kind of movie. Like you have to be very, very focused on it because you know, you just yeah, have so to the, get everything. They with
0: say it. the um director they were saying how the director makes you think. You have to think. It it treats you as an intelligent human when you're watching it. You can't just dumb mm. it down and watch it and kinda of go through the motions. Like you have to be focused to see all of the parts because it's like a Shakespearean like there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of things to the movie,
1: and I think a lot of movies deserve that. You should like really be focused on it if you if you really want to give a good review and understand. But there's some movies that like w- won't really capture your attention if you can't focus on it. Like For if sure. it's if it if it's a movie like that and you're not you're not completely focused on it, you're you're not going to be captured by it because you're not truly listening to the dialogue to figure that out. But do you guys want to move on to? Um, so, yeah, here, here. Can, uh, we,
2: can we can we move into um Caleb because I've got a really interesting fact that you're about to yeah, about
1: Yeah. Domhnall Gleeson, can you pronounce that?
2: Probably yeah, yeah. I don't know. Trent, but, you know we'll just say Dom Domnal Gleeson. He was yeah. uh he was Bill Weasley from from uh, Harry Potter
0: and the Deathly Hallows.
2: He was a Weasley.
0: Wait. You know, that's what? Even- yeah, he's a he's a weasley. Steven Who's having Bill a freak weasley? out moment. You know better than I would. Is that the dad Oh, Bill or? Bill Bill is um is
1: rarely shown. Let me see which Harry oh. Potter he was in. He was only in it's the Deathly uh, Hallows Part 1 and he was really quick. Oh.
2: This says You he actually was in the escape from Gringotts, which Oh no, he was in the Deathly Hallows too. Um Yeah, he, he was, was in, he was in the, um
1: he was in the Deathly Hallows, um, one and two, but I think, um, let me see what he looks like in that. I can't believe I I wouldn't have caught that. I love yeah. Harry Potter more than anything in my life.
0: Yeah, Stephen He's
2: loves Harry Potter. Good ones, good ones like uh, Peter Rabbit, Star Wars, uh, Black Mirror. Um, again, Harry Potter. Hold on, hold on. I got I gotta see
1: what he looks like in in.
2: Red yeah, man. Nick, I know what you mean. Because he, he's a he very
1: a, small character. He has he's a been
2: uh, in very few like lead roles. Sorry to cut you off there, Trent. It, it seems like he's always been like a supporting character. Um, but in this movie, this has to be one of his probably biggest where he's kind of front and center.
0: He has a uh, that episode in Black Mirror where he does a phenomenal job. If you've seen it, it's kind yeah. of a creepy episode. Obviously, it's Black Mirror, but also. Right. Um, <laughs> So the director says at one point when we're going through the the movie kind of with Caleb, you know, and so when he's being seduced, Mm -hmm. the audience is being seduced. Uh, When he's being confused, like we're all confused because it's all seen through his point of view. Mm. Um, It goes from. He's the one that goes from knowing nothing to knowing everything. You couldn't tell the story from Ava's perspective because she, you know, it wouldn't make it interesting as Caleb. So yeah. that was another thing I read. He also has a—he's a good kid with no family, moral compass, and no Boys. girlfriend. They made that comment um, because they needed him, so they targeted yeah. him, and yeah. you can see that in the yeah. in, in the intro the very intro Caleb's face kind of gets one of those AI, you know, when like it's recognizing your face to let you in the, it shows his face with all the lines in it. And it's like kind of uh they're showing you in the beginning that they're targeting him, but you don't understand it unless you've watched the movie two or three times what they're yeah. doing. Um, they show the real quick. On his real quick. Can I
1: just say that um, him and Harry Potter, he's got really long hair. He only plays in the last two movies and brief scenes. Um, but he's got. A, he looks completely different. I cannot believe that. But I thought he was a great actor. I mean, I thought he, he, was, was. Great. Yeah, he, he was, was great. He was great. He was great. It really blows my mind that he was fucking Bill Weasley. I can't. I can't even believe that.
2: Yeah. Yep. There's. There's also a fan theory that um that he may have been a robot the whole time. I read something about that because there's a lot of like ambiguity around it. Um at times obviously before i think it was pretty clear after he cut himself and he's bleeding and he's like trying to rip his face open that he's human but there's exactly like certain signs where you're not sure um yeah he had one scene where he oh going back to what you said about not having family like he never talks about his parents you don't really know his background um so like his whole like family situation is ambiguous and then there's also a scene where he has trouble like recalling a memory or something and i didn't really catch up catch that because again i watched the first half earlier a few days ago but there's something where he has trouble recalling a memory and some fans think like oh maybe that's a key that like a sign that he's a robot but i think that's pretty much debunked when he tries to like cut his whole arm off and he's like
0: exactly bleeding. yeah exactly, he's bleeding
2: exactly
0: i'm so glad they clear that up too um yeah you know, they don't leave it they don't leave it any any room for you to be like was he a robot was he not a robot right. like they say what he
2: that's so and, let's move and I'll kind of share it. I was going to say, I'll, I'll share yeah. this more on my theme, but I also liked that as well. Whereas like really the only ambiguous thing was at the end, whether you kind of knew or, or you're wondering if Caleb died or not. But for the most part, I liked how it wasn't like super open-ended for the, the ending. Like it was pretty clear what happened, which I liked some yeah. movies. They keep it way too open-ended and you're like, can they just yeah. pick a stance and tell me what happened? But I liked that. This was yeah. pretty, pretty clear cut. What happened?
0: You're right. I agree 100%. 100 P. True, true, um, true. Nathan, I do- loved Nathan. I loved Nathan. He did a great job. He yeah. was, uh, and, and let me say this before you talk about his movies um, he's Caleb's physical and intellectual superior throughout the movie. I saw, I read a whole article on this. And uh also his house is a representation of his mind. Um he goes on the patio to like hit the hit the bag around. And in fact, that's when Caleb first meets him, is when he's hitting a bag. So he's physically like, mm. you know, alpha ing him, if that's a verb. Uh but also he's yeah he has like skeletons in his closet and in his room with the um, all of the women, the robots that he like mistreats Mm -hmm. and man, he's really fucked up. Uh, But also I loved his uh, dancing scene. I wanted to talk about that as well. Um, So yeah, he was in star Wars and X-Men. Those are the two that I know. He
1: was Um, in the most violent year inside Louine Davis and then X, uh, Machina, I uh, haven't really recognized in, uh, him. Annihilation
2: from any, anything too.
0: Else. Yeah, he's okay. in Annihilation. Nick. Yeah.
2: Um I know you guys aren't Star Wars guys, but I didn't even realize that. He's a really good character, this guy named Poe. Um in one of oh, the, yeah. one of the more recent Star Wars. Um and I didn't even realize that. He's also in the Born one of the Born movies as well, it looks like. But um Yes. Yeah. He he which, was really good. Which? I really liked his character. He was like He was like a good villain, like, but it was very subtle. Like you didn't really, cause at times I was like, well, what is he doing that wrong? Like this would be the equivalent of like a scientist studying like a rat. Like, of course he's going to be like non-emotional about it. And I thought that wasn't also, that was also an interesting theme. It's like, okay, yes, he's like killing these AIs and trying different upgrades on them. But that's the equivalent of you deleting a software and upgrading a new software but the part where it becomes like emotional is when you put like a person or like a consciousness behind it, so I don't know. there was moments where I was like, "Is he really that bad of a guy? Like yeah. what separates him from like a a scientist who's like studying rats? It's like, oh well we we take this like sympathetic view on Ava because she acts like a human, but at the end she's still like a robot, so it's like, was he really that bad of a guy because he was like in some ways like tormenting these robots like I didn't necessarily think it was ever like malicious. I think he was just like a scientist who went a little bit too far in his like research. And it was like at the expense of like, well, I don't know. I mean like he proved, he proved that she was able to escape and like had consciousness. And I guess you could say his test was, his test was proven and it, it it accomplished what he was trying to accomplish. But at the expense of his life, his overall test
1: for testing her to escape And then keep trying that eventually fucked him because she's escaped and it was through him and she had to kill him. I I don't think he realized, I don't think he saw that far ahead. He was like, I'm going to train this. I'm going to, I'm going to make one until I can escape. And then, and then you'll know you have, you know, and then, um, and then, it, and she does escape, and she ends up killing him and leaving the other guy. And it was like, ooh, that backfired yeah. really fast. I didn't realize
2: he was very naive. I should have known that, and, that if you he just assumed that like he was gonna he was gonna be able to trick this guy, and it's like almost like he didn't have a backup plan. It's like, oh shit, I didn't think about like if shit went haywire. Like I'm in the middle of nowhere and I can't get well, a hold of anybody. Like he just assumed part- a lot of stuff.
0: That's part of it. He's um, he has this complex in his mind where he has this ego like and he's has a he's superiority like a complex and yeah. he also doesn't want to be viewed as weak or flawed, much like his creations. He wants to be viewed as this superior dominant male. And that right. turns out to backfire him, which is part of the whole story. Obviously, you, you could um, tell
2: you could tell he had an ego because even at, at times at the end, he was talking to Caleb and he's just like he's like, I mean, you're you're a good coder. But like, he's
0: like, uh, even
2: maybe a little bit better than good. But like, you know, like I'm the shit basically. And it's like, this is the best coder in your company. And you're basically telling him he's like very average. Like he definitely had like a narcissistic type of personality. And and I think his his, his naive nature ended up killing him. You have a good point
0: there. You have a a real good point there. Let's move to Ava because Ava was probably my favorite character. What do you guys think?
2: Oh, I think. Yeah, she was great.
1: She is known for Ex Machina, The Danish Girl, The Man from UNCLE, C L E, and then Testament. Tomb of Raider.
0: Eve. Yeah,
2: Nick. Tomb, tomb Raider, Jason be Bourne. One of the biggest ones. Um I yeah, never I really saw. She tomb reminded Raider. me I but know you tomb, guys never watched. tomb Raider
1: Two is uh have has been announced in 2021.
2: Mm. I never you got I know you guys never watched um uh stranger things, but she reminded me a lot of uh eleven from that movie i who kinda I did watch same, stranger things okay well, she's kind of that. she kind of embodies that same type of character where she's like this scientific kind of experiment, and she's like really gentle in nature, yeah, and yeah, she reminded me yeah. a lot of that character, but she was really good, yeah um gotcha, but yeah, she's I, actually I a how dancer, she, uh-huh.
0: So that's that's why she can move like that robotically. She She's a dancer, so she really fine-tuned it, and she did a fucking awesome job, if I'm honest. Yeah.
1: And I don't know how much else you guys want to talk about it. I know we had Kyoto. She was uh, Sonia Mizuno, and she – um You could tell through the movie that was the Asian girl that apparently couldn't speak, but you could what tell was- in certain scenes she was like looking around and like – when he was doing that thing she had like opened her eyes in the bed and looked over she she was picking up on the fact and she knew even though she couldn't talk or do anything that you know she yeah, cause she she, had she to,
0: killed him she's the one that killed him yeah. no i know ava, but um
1: little, ava, ava convinced yeah. her ava but convinced but she was the one he, in, he wasn't uh,
0: expecting her to do anything
1: and then she ava just convinced him
0: kyoto in their computer language to kill nathan at the end i mean they were teaming up on him essentially but she oh absolutely kyoto is the one kyoto slides the knife in him um, to begin with
2: yeah. I, I will say for <laughs> for them being robots and maybe it goes back to your soft gel question i was like this robot i mean this dude screwed like and he he takes like a little weight and like chops off her arm i was like Dude, did he make them like weak as hell? And like he hit he hit the yeah. Kyoto girl in the face and killed her. And I was like, dude, have you not seen iRobot? Like these things are machines. Like you can't kill these things. So I don't he know if there it. was a point in that where it was like he yeah, made but them these are like these
1: that. aren't machines that are supposed to be like that. These are probably more fragile. More human just he made to, them fragile. Just trying to be like a human. Yeah. yeah. So I could he see that and um Yeah. that's, but that's why they had to have, have a knife games? to kill him
0: they had to have a knife to kill him because they're fragile so he could just overpower them, but if there's a knife, he's dead. So, yeah. uh, But that's that. So let's get into favorite let's scenes. Favorite scenes
1: from the favorite magazine.
0: Alright, I can start here. I don't know what you guys want to start. You want me you start? Go ahead Stevie, and start. You go first. Steven? You guys go first. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. So um the house is stunning i thought it was really cool it was in norway um and yeah. it was beautiful i thought the house would have was so cool i already talked about kind of how the house is like his mind um I, that was kind of cool to me he uh so he's hitting the punching bag kind of in the beginning he's talking about um how he's like he's a weird he's sh- a weird individual off the bat
1: he's like oh how are you doing and then, yeah. like, he was, you know, he's boxing and everything. You, you, I mean, a respectful person would meet you at the front door, yeah. welcome you. Hey, how you doing? Don't, you don't have to come follow me. Oh, I'm working now. Just come exactly. into the workout room. So you and can kind I'm of, gonna go, of, I'm going to go
0: chronologically here. So if you remember this in a certain order or you want to jump around, we can, but I'm going to go chronologically. No, you um, go so chronologically. That's perfect. So the, after that happens, he meets him in his New Balances. A and Caleb uh, has to sign the NDA, the non-disclosure, um, so that he can do the Turing test. And he's basically just a pawn for both. And, and
1: Caleb, right for, then, and right then, he says, "I need a lawyer." And he's like, "You can go find a lawyer, but um, someone else yeah. will be in here, or they'll sign it, and you're, you'll regret the biggest decision." Then he just signs it. If he wouldn't have signed it, would have saved his life.
0: Yep. And, and um, Caleb so Caleb is it's it's all shown through his vantage point like his like idea throughout the movies shown as his his viewpoint. I'm gonna get a little nerdy on you guys real quick. there's a protagonist and an antagonist you guys probably learned this back in high school some shit antagonist is is Nathan. he's like the evil guy he's like the uh who's the guy in Star Wars like not Darth Vader, but I guess Darth Vader Anakin. He's the antagonist. And the protagonist is driving the movie forward. In pulp fiction, it's the red herring that's driving like the plot forward. It's like the item. But the protagonist is the character who pushes it forward. That is Ava. Right. So the whole movie's about Ava and how she escapes the two of them. Um, I didn't so also when Caleb finally meets Nathan, um, I feel like like he's you go through all of the intro and you're just so curious to find out what happens they make you hang on every word so that's also why I kind of like the movie it's just it has so much oh, built yeah. up that you're just so oh, yeah. interested to see what's going on why he won the prize all of that um, so let's see I can so keep, what, what was your favorite keep, scene my favorite scene was probably <coughs> A lot of the quotes, I thought some of the quotes were really good. I I really liked like the first session with Ava. I thought they did a great job when they introduced her and she was deceiving Caleb, like asking very basic questions that you would. And Caleb's like trying to test her. So he's asking like complicated questions and he thinks he has the mind up on her, the step ahead of her. But really, she's three steps ahead of him and is asking him basic AI questions that he's just like, you know, being played. And I thought that was really cool. You don't know it until you've watched the movie two or three times.
2: Yeah. How about, have you seen it two or three times?
0: I've seen it two times now.
2: Two times. Nice.
0: What was your favorite scene?
2: Steven, are you still on?
1: Yeah, I'm still on. I'm just uh, trying to get back in the uh, video to record it, but go ahead with your favorite scenes, Nick.
2: Cool. Um, I think, uh, it was kind of like the slew of events at the end. Like, I think the ending made the movie really strong for me. Um, cause I don't know, maybe it's cause I watched it in two parts. I wish I would have finished it all the way through. Cause, um, I don't know. It's not that it started slow. I was very interested in the beginning. And then when it kind of came to him studying her in the lab, I was just, and her falling in love with him. I was just like, this is going to be another like robot falling in love with the human story. But I think the, the whole idea of, um, of, of him basically Nathan studying him to see if she can convince him to escape and then actually going through with it and that whole scene of events where Nathan or uh, Caleb thought he tricked him and he's just like, I'm going to get him drunk and steal his key card and I'm smarter than this guy and then it twisting again to be like, Nathan's like, psych, I planted a camera, I got you and then Ava having the ultimate psych and being like, I tricked you both <laughs> the and ultimate psych. I, I'm... I'm getting out of this. And I had a feeling it was going to happen when they were having that conversation, when they were drinking. And he was like, he was like the ultimate question is like, is she pretending to, to love you or something like that? And when that light bulb kind of goes on, I was just like, yeah, damn. Like he programmed her exactly to his preference, to his pornographic profile, like exactly what he, what he likes. Um, and then of course he falls in love with her and he's like, I'm going to break you out. And her, and, and to answering your question, Stephen, I think why he, why she had to escape and leave him there was like, I think it was part, partly because like she wanted that independence of like being separate. It was the ultimate like separation from like robot and human. And I feel like she almost in order, the ultimate test was being able to be like fully sufficient And her being able to escape, get on the helicopter, get back to civilization, was all her, in a way, was her, like, own doing. And she didn't need to lean on him anymore. Um, And, yeah, in a way, he did help her escape. But the robots killed Nathan. It was kind of like, I feel like it was the symbol of, like, them separating from humans. And if they were to escape together and, like, go back and live together, one, that relationship would never work. And, two, I feel like it would be, like, a codependent thing. Yeah. And um she wanted to be fully sufficient. And at the end of the day, she was a rat in a cage and she like like he said, like she had to escape. It was the only option. If you put a human in that situation, whether he's like a POW, prisoner of war, whatever, like humans when they're or even animals, because we are animals, when we're like backed into a corner, we're gonna do what we need to do to survive. And yep. I feel like that was the ultimate human element of her. Because again, if she if she kept using him, it was like this codependent relationship where it was like, no, like I escaped on my own and I'm doing it myself and I'm, I'm fully conscious and self-sufficient. So I thought that was like the big like exclamation mark on the movie. No, I know
1: I was reading some things that were talking about that. um, She thought that uh, because he was the only one that knew she was a robot. He was her only compromise out there and she just kind of wanted to be like oh, known as a normal person and everything and just um and, and like and, and like they said her 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 she was programmed to want to escape and that's exa- and and his 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 was he put him him in there like you said as a test to see as the only means you know right. her only means of escape was him and uh, the guy knew it in the beginning. She knew it, and it's something and she, that she just had to do.
0: Which is something, Stephen, I think, interesting because this super smart programmer guy, intelligent CEO, so much money, ends up getting tricked by his AI. Like, the oh, I, person. I love that!
1: It, I love that it wasn't even tricked by the AI. It was really the guy. Or the AI, but the thing is, he knew he knew he was trying to get her to escape. But I mean, that plan in itself—if that's what you're trying to succeed—I mean, you're
0: kind of putting yeah. yourself in a bad a bad position. Yeah, it's like AI is so possible. It it's so could you could see this happen? No.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also. And and not to cut off your favorite scene, Stephen, but I really, I was really eerily creeped out when she was like picking out her body and her skin at the end. And it it, it kind of came it back to creepy. like at the end, like she's, a, she's an avatar, but she's being, it was like, she's piecing together her body <laughs> to be able to like go out in the real world and be a human. She's like picking off that girl's arm and picking off her skin. Yeah. And, that part and, and how like, long, really
1: how long too. can she last? I mean, she doesn't have like an infinite batteries, battery source.
0: She doesn't, she, we don't know any of that stuff, but she also doesn't have, like, f- to eat food. She doesn't have to sleep. Like, what, where's yeah, she going go? Yeah, but but go? she can't, what where's is she, she running? Going? She has to be running on some kind of energy. So you just okay. go off of the assumption that you have no idea what happens in the AI. Like, yeah, they
2: leave that open. Who knows?
1: This, this is like
0: ended. a dead woman in the middle of the road. They're doing an autopsy. This is a
1: freaking robot. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a robot. That's,
2: that's another potential, like, wrinkle in the future is, like, is she going to have to, like, get aggressive with somebody to be able to, like,
1: yeah, get, I don't know,
2: like, get the energy that she needs to survive? Or did he make her in a way that she's just self-sufficient? I don't know. That's completely yeah, open Nick, en- open-ended.
0: He, sorry, Steven. I'm going to cut you off for your favorite scene also. But, yeah, he ended up, like, making her so that he was just capable of she could go out in the real world and, like, figure out, you know, what to do and, and how to be. And I thought that was just crazy.
1: Yeah, it was right, definitely see, was good. I thought it was scene? a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. What's
2: your? Favorite Did you have scene? a favorite
1: scene? Um, I liked. I don't know. I liked the fact that um, when they were first introduced and everything, and, and it just brought me this, like I said, Westworld and Black Mirror vibe. And she was like this artificial intelligence, and then I I liked when uh, it would you know shut down. And all the doors were locked. When the the first time the doors shut and the doors were locked, I knew shit was gonna go down, and it was going to involve exactly that. And yeah. um, it was crazy. It um, it was just crazy. It was. Uh, she was
0: she was so good at tricking him. Like when the power outages went out, because she was controlling the power outages. She was yeah, so but good he like, the whole time he thought he was going to take her with her.
1: And to be completely honest, I mean, you can leave with this guy and just ditch him and leave and never see him again. And he'll never know, and no one's gonna be like, "Oh, there's a woman robot running around." No one's gonna believe that she could have easily let him live because he helped her, and then just just left, like be on a bus, be like, was, "Oh yeah, let's do this," I and just, then just be on a bus a million miles away. She'll never see him again, and both people would have lived. So I could see that, but she maybe didn't have you know empathy or whatever. You know, you never know. But it was, um, I it, think he was, was a, I think
2: he was a loose end, and like. If he escaped, Absolutely. he could go back to his company. his company is a tech company, so like if he went back and told them what he experienced and be like, Hey, go check this cabin in the middle of the woods, you'll find three bodies there. Um and yeah. they'd be like, I don't believe you, and be like, go fly there and go look, you'll find them. So I think like he had evidence to show what had happened is real. And I do think that he at the end of the day, he was a loose end. And
1: Oh, that that yeah, does, he does could, make he sense. That does mean sense. He could have compromised her.
0: So yes, yeah, no one you else were asking about out that. There. Is that what you were asking about earlier in stats and facts? I think you were like talking about yeah. why did she leave him for dead?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wasn't really clear, but Nick, you just made a great point. I think that that makes a lot more sense that they, if he was out there, even if she didn't leave him, he could be like. But the thing is, the thing is, they were also saying he was in a, such a remote area that how could he survive even if he did get out? Like, even if he found a way out, I mean, he's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, a, a helicopter had to bring him in. I mean, you, we have all done backpacking. And we go out Whoa. with huge backpacks full of water and everything, uh, water filters and stuff, and it's still hard. I mean, imagine just being landed out in the middle of nowhere. You have to bear grills your way to find, yeah. I mean, some freaking... <laughs> Like, I yeah. mean, if also, you can't even get I'll, in anywhere remote, and I'm sure that place was so isolated that you couldn't walk out of there without dying. I mean, there's no way. You would have to,
2: like... Right. It, there's, cool I just
1: think there's no way, but, I mean, maybe he well, was elusive. That, I don't
2: that's know. That's more and, reason why she couldn't... She had to steal his helicopter, because if she didn't steal his helicopter, then like, like you're saying, she would have been out in the woods, like nowhere to go. And she probably would have died again. I don't know. And she also survives. She also disabled.
0: Sorry, Nick. She also disabled the phone. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I thought it was interesting that I, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I, I, to your point again, I think she couldn't, if she tried leaving with him and getting on that helicopter. and, And I guess that's the one scene that's a little bit ambiguous. Like how is she able to convince the helicopter guy to be like, oh, that guy, I'm the guy that, you you know, I'm the person that you need to pick up, not this other guy. Like maybe it was her good looks or whatever that was able to charm him. But um, again, I think she needed to steal his helicopter and that's why she couldn't bring him.
0: Nick, that was another thing, the uh, flirting going on between Ava. She flirted with him straight up, gave her her a sexuality and that was a main component. Like Nathan was like, no, sexuality has to be like, name one animal in the human world that doesn't have a sexuality. And Caleb was like, "Er, you're right, basically. So he programmed her to be heterosexual. He was like, did you decide to be straight? Please. Of course you were programmed by nature or nurture or both. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a cool scene too. You have Um, to have sexuality. uh, Overall reviews. Yeah. Or rankings, ratings.
0: Overall reviews. This is a big one. You guys want me to go first? Yeah, oh, know. yeah. Well, clearly I did a lot of research on it, so I kind of liked it. <laughs> you guys know how I feel based on my research. Uh, probably going to yep. give it a four, five. Ooh, 4.5. Four
2: five. That's
0: a lot. That's a lot for that me. That is just huge. I gave Fight Club a four, five. Like, I didn't even give it a 5. So that says a lot for me. I liked it a lot. What about you guys? Nick. Steve. Ooh, giving it to each other. You want, you want me to go first? Somebody step I up. I
1: gave it a three. I was yeah. I was I actually I would say maybe a three, three point five, because it, it did capture my attention. I was interested to see everything. And like I watched yes. it the entire way through. So I, I definitely maybe uh I would say three point five. Yes. And, and, and Trin, I also want to say I think this is my favorite movie That you have picked That I haven't seen yeah. prior
2: Yeah, I, I think this is, it would be I
1: think this is the best movie You've picked, uh, in my opinion um, That um, that we both hadn't already seen And liked, you know I know So, so kudos kudos to you on that That's what this is all about This is, is a movie about. that I would like If I saw it, I'd be like Oh, we should watch that movie again that was a good Yeah, movie. exactly
2: yeah, right, I. Uh, I'll give my review, um, and I, I. also think in terms of genre, it was nice to add a. I don't know if you guys have done any sci-fi movies or much of this, but we I haven't. feel like we have it. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a good icebreaker into that genre. But because I love I love movies like this, I always tell Rachel when we're disagreeing on what to watch, I'm like, I want to watch like a mind fuck kind of like yeah. hard to decipher kind of movie. Oh yeah, and uh, sometimes we get caught up on that stuff, but um. Gosh, I will. I'll probably give it a. a th- mm, I'm 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 caught up between a 3.5 and a four. I think it's just because Ooh. I'm leaning towards three. I'll give it a 3.5. Um, I, I and that's tough because I really like the movie, but because like I watched it at two separate times. When I first started watching it, it just didn't really hold my attention that well in the beginning because I was just like, there's not a lot happening. When they're kind of just like studying her, I was just like, let's get this going. Like, I want to see what's happening. But once I got to the twist and like the ending of it, I was like, damn, like this is a really solid movie. And it was different than I was expecting. And I have research. Yeah. There's a there's a ton you could like pull away from this movie. And I like how the ending was like it was pretty, pretty like pretty set in stone of what happened without being like too direct. Um, But again, not being too like open-ended. I hate when movies leave it, just be like, it's up to you to think of like what happened at the end. Um, But yeah, I will give it for, I will say it was lacking just like some elements of like originality, just in terms of like, there wasn't any crazy concepts that were new to this movie that haven't been done before other than, this idea of like having the AI trick the human to escaping and the kind of the, I think without the twists at the end, it would have been a very average movie, but the twists and the way that they brought it together at the end made it a lot more solid. So I'll yeah, say with all that I respect considered that. three, 3.5, 3.5 3.
0: 3. and a uh, gave it a 4? four.
2: 4.5.
0: I gave Ooh. it a four five just cause of the storytelling. I think okay. they did a phenomenal job. Well, very, very good. Job. Very, very honorable solid boys. Pick. This was the hypocritic
1: Podcast, okay? Listen, we are not real critics or comedians. We just pretend to be, and, you know, we just love doing this. Boys, I love doing this with you remotely or not. Hopefully, Trent and I are going to start doing more um, back in the studio because I I miss the studio, my boy. I miss hanging out in the studio with you. I miss uh, just having it close. Nick, I wish, I wish, Nick, it would be so much more fun if you could just come in the studio coming to do now that it's uh, calming down a bit and um, a bit you know in the future but people you know we are we have a you know a great podcast and we love it we do things that we love so if you could throw us a five stars and a review it would help the exposure of this podcast I
0: mean yeah Nick I we really appreciate you coming on and doing this every week and um, I love seeing that smiling face yours this is this human centipede uh excuse me ex machina (laughs) all right hypocritic podcast boys i'm steven machina trent i am lars we'll see
2: ya